Glory to God. It's a good day. And we serve a good, good, good God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sorry, getting getting stuff in my... I'm, 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 I'm hearing right now. Just give, give me a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Open your Bibles to Psalm 119. I'm going to do a message today that's age-appropriate. It works for ages zero to breathing. So if you're breathing, this helps you. Amen? Glory to God. You know, the Word of God's good. And, and God is good. And, you know, that is the basis for everything we believe. If that is not the basis for everything you believe, then you could be tripped up. Uh, I was watching a uh, movie. I woke up early uh, one morning and there was a movie on the TV. It was a Christian movie. Not, not saying I only watch Christian movies. But it's not your job to judge me. <laughs> Sometimes I watch a sports movie, some of my wife's favorites. <laughs> Flip across there and see some of them sports movies. Oh, no. But I was watching this movie, and it was actually really going well, and, and the, the storyline was really good. And they got to a point where something bad had happened to somebody, and immediately they began to try to explain the experience without Scripture. And when you do that, you get off of God is good. And you begin to try to fit your experience into God, or God into your experience, if you will. And you begin to say things that just literally aren't true, and they're very confusing, and sometimes they sound so good. You know, it's like, it's like trying to comfort somebody with, with a candy bar when they're hungry. You know, it's going to last about that long, and it's not going to be good for them. Right? But it'll taste good for a minute. And they do taste good for a minute. That's all i got to say about that. So I'm not going to go any further with that. But, but what they lack is the true substance of God, which is He's good. And, and the better answer, if we don't know the answer, is I don't know, but God's good. Practice that with me. I don't know, but God's good. And, and, and we should say that so much more often than we should try to explain something that we don't have the answer to. Because there are things that are going to happen in this earth that you don't have the answer to. And the Lord may reveal it to you later, what happened or why it happened. But even if He did, the person that it happened to probably couldn't receive it until He revealed it to them. So for us to give an answer wouldn't help so many times. But if you stick with God is good, you know, my mom, man, she, I don't want to say she beat that into us, but man, she didn't let us off of it. <laughs> Something bad would happen. She said, you know what? God's good. I said, but mom, what about, and she said, God's good. But what about, God's good. You didn't get butt out of your mouth. She said, but God's good. <laughs> and she goes, you don't need to understand everything except God's good. And our knowledge of God starts right there. And when our knowledge goes differently than that, then we begin to answer questions with explanations that don't have truth in them. Or they'll have a little bit of truth, but then we added something to it, and now it's a lie. Right. 
we change the truth of God into a lie. And, and when you do that, you take away from Him and you take away His ability in their, in, in their life and yours. Because now you're believing lie. You can only go as far as your knowledge of God takes you. And if your knowledge is skewed, Amen. right? If, if all of a sudden He's not good in these situations, but He's good in these, yeah. and He's love here, but sometimes not love here, then something's not right. He's love all the time. He's good all the time. Our experience doesn't change that. Right? And and the better thing for us to do is find out why our experience happened, not why didn't God. Questioning God, I'm not going to say asking God a question. Asking God questions is great. He's your Father. Loves you to ask Him questions. Never loves to be questioned. Job questioned Him. You saw what Job got. Right? (laughs) Job questioned God. Don't don't question God, but ask Him questions all the time. He's a great... I I used to love it when Ramsey would just sit there and ask me questions. Answer them all day day long. But if she questioned my goodness, we're done talking. Of course, she never did because she got everything she wanted, ever. (laughs) She didn't get to do everything she ever wanted, but she got a lot of stuff. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to confuse people. I did say no when God said say no. Most of the time. Sometimes I mess that up. But. Psalm 119, verse 67. Look at it in the Young's literal translation. It says, before I am afflicted, I am erring. Did you know <laughs> every time I've been afflicted, I can look back before it happened and I was erring. I was in error. Yeah. Right? Yep. So I didn't have to say, God, I thought you were good. Why'd that happen? Right? You don't have to question God if you know you're not perfect. Right? <laughs> or you only deserve because He made you worthy. Right? Yeah. He made us worthy. When what we get is on His righteousness. He's made us to be righteous. Right? And, and for me, to, when we question God as to why something happened to us or why something happened to someone else, what, what, what we're saying is they didn't deserve that, Lord. Well, if we all got what we deserve tomorrow, we'd have a really small service the next day. Right? It'd be none and it'd be empty seats. Right? But we don't get what we deserve. We get grace, right, and uh, mercy, and thank God we do. But before I, the, the, the writer says, before I am afflicted, I'm erring. Now, and now thy saying I have kept. What Young, he's harder to read than King James, right? Yeah. I, I am bilingual, but this might be beyond me. But I'm a professor, so I'll overcome. That's right. When we err, that when, when, when affliction or, or something's coming against us, let's look to God as the answer, not as to God as to why. Right? The, he is the answer. And so if you look at Him as the answer, then you can go to the next verse and you can say, I, I've kept your sayings. What, what, what sayings is that? Sayings of the good God. What, what did you keep? What did you guard? That word kept doesn't mean I did them. It means I guarded them. I guarded them. I kept them. I put them in my heart. 
I made them the truth, not my truth, the truth. Right? It, it is your truth now because it's his truth that he gave you, but it is the truth. It is the only truth, one truth. And, and, the, and the, the psalmist kept those sayings. He, he guarded them and regarded them as truth in his life. And because he did, the next verse says, Thou art good. Young again is backwards. Good thou art. <laughs> We'd have to rewrite the song, wouldn't we? <laughs> Thou art how great. <laughs> good thou art and doing good. So this is how you describe God. When somebody asks you who, how, what God is, what he's like, he's good and he does good. Go, go to the King James. It's sad when we can actually read the King James more than we can read another version. But we can. It says, thou art good and doest good. Or you're great, you're good, and you do good. And and that's what he is. He's good and he's doing good. And if you look at the word good, in, in both situations they actually are part of each other. But the word good means you're beautiful, you're bountiful, you do best, you do kind, you do wealth, you do welfare, you do love, you do happy, you do merry, you do prosper, prosperous, you do sweet, you do cheerful, you do fair. You, everything he does is good. Did you realize there's no bad word in the definition of good? Right? So like when somebody says, well, he made me sick. No, that's not in there. That's not in there. That, that is a reasoning. He did, he, he put me down so I could look up. No, that is human reasoning trying to explain why you're in the situation you're in without taking credit for your own actions. Right? Because your actions, so, or the actions of somebody over you, so many times are your issue. Most, mostly your actions. We don't want to, we don't want to throw the blame off anywhere. Right? Let me rephrase that so that none of you feel bad. My actions, when something didn't happen right in my life, were why they didn't happen. It wasn't because God decided it was good for me to learn by being hit in the head with a hammer, right? I'd be like saying, he just has not been able to learn that 2 plus 2 is 4, so I'm going to take a hammer and hit at four of his fingers so that he understands it. That, that's, but that's so many times what they think God's doing. He's beating his kids to teach them something. No, you may learn from experience, but it's not the best teacher. Right? The best teacher is the book. You know, you have people say, well, I'd never know he was a healer if I didn't need healing. Sure you would. It's in the book. Right? You can, you can read it without ever being sick that he heals. Right? You can learn that He saves. You can learn that He delivers. You can learn that He's good. You can learn everything about God by looking at the life of Jesus Christ. Everything you ever wanted to know about His character was, was in the man Jesus Christ. He walked the earth and He, he, he was God. He, don't, don't get me wrong. He, he threw off His Godhead and became a man. But He walked the earth how God would walk the earth. Amen? And he did those things. And what did he do? He went about doing good. good. You know what that word good means? The same as that word good. Yeah. 
There's no bad in the word good. Right? And, and we got to get that, you know, because we want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to watch that movie and, and hear when something is coming that isn't okay. Because you know what? I like the rest of it and, I'm, and, I'll, and I'll receive that. You know, it's like Brother, well, Brother Hagin said, eat, eat the hay, spit out the sticks. I don't like sticks. Right? I'm not that big on the hay, but I don't like sticks at all. Right? But, but there was some hay. But then all these sticks came. And the thing is, is you don't want to be a stick maker. Right? So the way to not be a stick maker is to always know God's good. And if somebody's got an issue and they think, I've got to have an answer for this. I've got to have an answer. So I got it. I got your answer. God's good and he does good. Yeah, but why is this bad? Well, then God didn't do it. Right? It's pretty simple. If it's good, God did it. You know, we've heard Brother Moore preach this a lot, right? If it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's not. Right? You know, I had somebody that say, well, we got to bind up the devil, bind up the devil. You know what? The devil's one, one devil, and he's not omnipresent, and he can't be bothering you and me at the same time. Sometimes we're good help for the devil. <laughs> Why? Because he uses our words against us. He uses our actions against us. We need to get in the book, and we need to do it the way God said do it. You want good, you do good. Right? And I'm not saying do right, I'm saying do good. Do good. Do the things that God would do. Answer the questions the way God would answer them. Look at things the way God would see them. Begin, begin to have a God is good vision. And, and every time you look at something, I remember when we first started teaching Bible studies. And we'd go in there, and man, God's good. And we, we were teaching God was good. But everybody that came didn't believe that. And man, they started asking questions. And man, we, we didn't know how to answer them. But we knew God was good. But you know what? The more we studied the Bible with the foundation that God was good, we found answers. Why? Because that's the only way to find answers. If you look for answers with God as God might be good as your basis, then you'll get fake answers because you read, look, you were looking for a fake answer. Amen? And so what, what you do is you start off, no matter what your situation is, God is good. And what, what's He going to do? Good. So He's not only beautiful... And, and bountiful and best and kind. He, he does beautiful. See, Kim knows that every day. She wakes up and looks at me. And she said, man, God does beautiful. Right? And pretty. Right? But, but God does. Every, when you wake up in the morning, God's doing beautiful. God's doing bountiful. God's doing sweet. God's doing prosperous. God's doing health. God's doing wealth. Did you notice in the word good, wealth and prosperous are two different. He didn't put, he didn't just put prosperous. He, because then you wouldn't need wealth, right? Because prosperous is wealth. No. Prosperous isn't wealth. Prosperous is having the goodness of God in your life. And wealth is part of that goodness. Amen? And, and so the, the goodness of God, are, those are the things that we, that as, as we leave this as our foundation, we receive it 
into our life. And, and, and we've got to know His desires are good. What God desires is good. You know, in the, in the Bible it says, um, let us go to uh, Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. I think it's in my notes, but we'll put it right up here. It says, Be not conformed to this world, but be, you, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? Because your mind looks at things, and if it sees bad, then it, then it thinks bad. And if it's heard God's in control of everything, then it thinks God's in control of bad. Right? So you've got to renew your mind because your mind, it, it doesn't think like God. Right? So we got, we got to renew it and make it think like God. And, and what you're renewing it is so that you may be able to prove what is that good, right? Beautiful, bountiful, wonderful word. That good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that word will means desire. Right? Let's, let's put some heart in it. Because so many times you look at the word will and it's will. You know? I look at it because my best friend will, Will Hunter. <laughs> Tom said. But will is not a word that describes heart so many times. Heart is in, the, is in the eyes of the reader. It's like a text. If I text you something and you don't know me, then you don't really know what I'm saying. But if I say it, you can see my heart. Right? With God, he's saying, he's saying I want you to be able to see what is my good and acceptable and perfect desire for you? I want, I want you to be able to see what my desire is for mankind. I want you to see all the time. I want your mind to understand that I'm good. I want your mind to understand that I think about good things, that I think about what I can do for you all the time, that, that I've done everything on your behalf that you'll ever need done and that you can have every good desire I have for you. Amen? And, and, and that's, that's what he's looking for. He's looking for us to see it as his desire. Amen? And, and when we hear different things, we need to be able to, to, to take our mind and say, no, that's not God. Look, look at 2 Corinthians 10.5. We'll look at it from a little different direction maybe than we have in the past. 2 Corinthians 10.5. says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against, what? The knowledge of God. Okay, if your knowledge of God says God's bad sometimes, then you're not going to cast down every thought that's not good. Right? See how, see how it messes you up when your foundation of God changes and He's not good all the time? Because now somebody says, well, you know, my aunt, she was a really great lady, sat on the front row at church all her life, and she died of this disease. So, you know, maybe that was God's will. Maybe it was good. Maybe it was... No! No, no and no. <laughs> yeah. You guys say, well, you don't know. Maybe you never had an aunt like that. You know, I had a mom like that. Yeah. Yeah. And she went home early. Yeah. You know what? God's good. That's what I know. Yes, sir. And she's the one that taught me that. Yeah. Said anything different? Well, we, she might show up. We don't even want to know. <laughs> Smack me in the head. But what? That kept that foundation kept me from believing any of the other lies I heard. Amen. Why? Because God wasn't good. Right? Well, maybe God had a plan. No. 
God did have a plan and it wasn't that. Right? Now, she's in heaven and she's happy and we'd never get her back. But not God's plan. Not God's best. Right? And, and so, you know, her knowledge of God is God's good. My knowledge of God is God's good. So when somebody comes up to me and says, well, maybe this, maybe that, I don't need to know it. I understand that God's good. And whatever happened that wasn't good wasn't God. Right? I don't need to question God. I don't need to go, God, let me make her case. I don't need to. Her case was made by Jesus Christ when she got His grace. And now she's in heaven enjoying all the finest. Amen? I don't need to make a case. Right? And the thing about it is, is my knowledge of God says, if you say something bad happened and God's okay with it, no. And I cast down that imagination. And I will not allow it to have any stronghold in my life. Amen? You bring your thoughts into obedience with Christ. That thought is not His. That's not good. Cast it away. Don't take it. There's so many times that people take something, they try to explain it, and they're trying to be helpful. Don't get me wrong. They're trying to be helpful, but that's not helpful. God's good. It would be more helpful for them to say, you know, I don't understand it either, brother, but I'm here with you. Here's a hug, and God's good, and we both know that, right? Yeah. Right? Anything else that that is contrary to our knowledge of God's good is not All you got to do is say, well, is it beautiful? Nope. Not God. Bountiful? Nope. Not God. Right? Go through the list. Is it, is it sweet? Is it pretty? Is is it prosperous? Is it, what is it? Is it's not God. Because why? Because God's good. Amen? And, And that's, that's where we stay. That is where we live. And, and His desire comes out of that goodness. So his desire for us was salvation. The word salvation, there's no ugly words in it. Right? It means prosperity. It means healing. It means deliverance. It means every good thing that God ever had is yours. Amen? There's no ugly words in there. You ever notice words that describe the character and the being of God are good words. Right? And when you hear an ugly word describing God, it ain't God. Doesn't that make it so simple? And you can cast it down. You don't have to be mean to the people. You "You shouldn't say that. Stop it right now. No, you just don't receive it for yourself. You're, You're not the Holy Ghost police. And it's not your job to correct anybody. Right? The word will correct if we'll let it. Right? So, so God says, I'm good. Anything contrary to that, we're casting it down. And see, I mean, that's a little different than we've ever looked at that for, before, but that is wrong. And that is a wrong thought. It's a wrong imagination. But what, what, what enables us to catch these things is our true knowledge of God. Our true knowledge of what He likes, what He desires, who He is. And He is love. And love is good, right? And He is good, and He is love. And those two qualities alone set Him apart. And those two qualities alone set us apart. They separate us from the world and everything else because we never use bad 
to cause good. We always use love and good happens. Amen? And when we do these things, then God uses us in a way he couldn't before because now we're doing his desire. When you pray for somebody to be healed, you're praying for the desire of God in their life. Right? Look at Matthew 8. Look at Matthew 8. I've got it in my notes. I know I do. There's more verses on this page, though. We'll save it right here. Yeah, we like those. Matthew 8, the the, the leper in in verse 2 came to him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him. Now remember, it doesn't say he questioned him. He's worshipping him. If you really want to think about questioning or asking a question, look at Mary or Zechariah. Right, Zechariah, is that John's death? Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's right there. Professor. It's all in there. Sometimes you just got to go through the file and get it out of there. Amen? But Mary asked almost the same exact question. But she asked a question. Zachariah was questioning God. Right? Two different stories. And she got an answer and Zachariah got to shut up. For nine months. (laughs) Glory to God. So he said, and behold, there came a leopard and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou thou canst make me clean. If you will, you know that word wilt means will, means desire. So the leper actually asked him, he said, saying, Lord, if if you desire, you can make me clean. What was Jesus' answer? I desire. I desire. It's almost like Jesus saying, I'd be pleased to. That's what he's saying to us when we ask for healing. I'd be pleased to. Amen? Amen. And now he's saying, I was pleased to. I was pleased to heal you. It was my good pleasure to heal you. Glory to God. That's his will. That's his desire. That's what he's like. That's what he's like. If, if you want to know what God's like, he's just like this. Amen. He's just like this. When, his, the, his, when you come and you're desiring something from him according to his desire, then he gives it to you just like that. Because why? It was his desire before it was your desire. Yeah. Right? That's what Jesus was saying. He said, I already desired it. You, you desire it. I desire it. We're having it. Amen? And, 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 and this, is, this is somebody asking for the heart of God. He's, he's saying, if it's in your heart, you can make me clean. Jesus said, it's in my heart. It is my heart. It's just like what Brother Rick was, was saying this morning. He gave Jesus. He gave healing. He gave deliverance. He gave salvation. He gave the ability to not perish. Do you realize the word perish? Every word that it describes it is ugly. So Jesus, the good God, came to replace it with good. So he replaced all the ugly words with good words. So he came that you might not perish but have everlasting life. He came that you will have good, beautiful, bountiful, prosperous. Amen? 
kindness. He, he came that you could have the goodness of God in your life at all times. Why? Because He is the goodness of God. He is truly the goodness of God. Amen? This is good. I like this. Huh. You know, when you're, when you're cooking it, you don't know how good it'll be until you start eating it. Amen? But, but Jesus put forth His hand and, and, and touched Him, which was good because you don't touch lepers, right? Right? You know, nobody touches a leper. Love does. Right? God desired to touch the lepers. Glory to God. God's, God's is love. And when we look at Him any other way, then, then you're going to skew your knowledge of Him and then you're going to be able, then, then the devil's going to be able to get you to receive things you don't want. Amen? And that's why you want to keep that foundation. He's good and He does good. Amen? Yeah, that's why, that's why the devil wants us to get offended and mad and competition and div- divisive and envy. Why? Because, because that skews who you are. And that allows Satan... If you ever notice when you're mad, you don't think right. You start thinking about all the reasons it's okay for you to be mad. <laughs> right? Well, they did this. I'm okay. Well, they also did that. Yeah, I'm okay. What are you doing? You're trying to convince yourself it's okay to be mad. And then you'll come up with this big long story of why you're hurt so that you can be mad. Right? When all you really have to do is forgive. And if you forgive, which is an act of love, then, then what you were mad about stops. It, it doesn't, it doesn't go on where you just have, no, it stops. When you forgive, it stops. But when, G, when God forgave us, it stopped the past and all things became new. It, when we forgive, it stops the past and all things become new. Right? True forgiveness stops whatever was coming against it. Amen? I mean, look at, well, we'll just go to that verse. Sure we will. Sure we will. Um, Psalm 86. Psalm 86. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. He's a good God. You know, you know, the thing is, a lot of people say, well, I know that. Well, you need to know it more. You know why? Because the world and, and religion are not going to try and stop explaining God through experience or lack of experience. They're going to keep doing it because by nature our flesh wants that. It wants it wants an answer even if it's not real. You know, it, it, you know, because it's kind of like when I'm hungry, the first thing I like is something that's not good for me. <laughs> right, right, right. And even after I've eaten, then I still no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, you get hungry and you're hurt. You get a Snickers, right? Because that keeps you from being crabby, right? Yeah. So you can get one. Remember when Mrs. Moore gave us all? That was, uh, that was like one of the happiest days I've ever seen in the churches. Right? All these people, they had their Snickers, and man, they were happy. Happy people. <laughs> Glory to God. Psalm 86, verse 5. For thou, Lord, art... Art. You just want to write in to say R. I ought to put it to you. Maybe from, never mind. Art. The art good. 
For thou, Lord, art good. He's, he's reaffirming. If you look through the Psalms, it says this over and over again. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. It doesn't ever say he acts good. Right? He says he is good, and his actions line up with he's is good. And, and that's the thing. He is love. He is good. And his actions line up with who he is. And see, that's why you can cast down imaginations contrary to that. Because if it's contrary to, his, to who he is, then it's contrary to his actions. And so if the action is bad, then it wasn't God. Amen? Amen. And so, because the Lord is good, and he's ready to what? Forgive. In other words, he's already loaded with forgiveness before you ever ask. Better yet, he's loaded with forgiveness while you still have the sin. He forgave while we were still his enemies. Amen? When should we forgive? If we're good, like God, the same way he forgave. Amen? And you know what? He's had a lot worse things happen to him than we have. Right? Yeah. He's, he's had it all. He, he died for stuff he never even did. He, better yet, he died for stuff that you and I did. Amen? He died for stuff. He was beaten. He was no telling all the, all the horrible things that happened to him on our behalf because of what we did so that we could have this forgiveness. And, and, and for us to, to say, I can't forgive, is for us to say, I don't have the love of God in me. Right? Because love forgives. It's what it does. It is, it's, it's the act of love. It, it's, it, it gives and it forgives. And, and you, we can. It may not be easy. You may do it by faith, but you can do it. And when you do it, you'll end a thing. And, and it'll, it'll, it'll free you from something that was holding you back. That is one of those weights that holds us back. In Hebrews 12, when it says, let, let, let's get rid of those weights yeah. and that sin that so easily besets us, unforgiveness is one of those weights. If, you have, if you're holding unforgiveness, then you've got a backpack with a boulder in it and you're trying to jog a, a marathon. Right? And you get, you get rid of that boulder, and then if you're crazy enough, you can still jog the marathon. Right? And I'll clap for you when you come in. Finish line. Look at him go. I'll encourage him all the way. You go. Amen? But the Lord's ready to forgive. Why? Because he's good. you got to go back to the first part. It says you're good and forgiving. You're good and abundant. I'm reading the Young's Literal Translation because I like what it says. It says you're good and abundant in kindness to all calling on thee. Abundant in kindness. Do you realize that God, when, when, when you've run out of all the patience you could ever have, He hadn't even started yet? Yeah. Why? Because He is so kind. And kindness and patience go together. The more kind you are, the more patient you'll be. The more kind. Why? Because you'll put up with more. Right? Right? People will tell you something. Yeah, they'll get it. And so, you know, when you're, when you're not kind, you're like, ah, oh, they're never going to get it. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that my mom was kind because it did not look like I was going to get it. <laughs> and she said, you're going to get it. Yeah. They'll get it. Man, kind. 
Kind people, they'll stick with you. They'll stay behind you. They'll encourage you. That Why? Because they're full of the love of God. And that love is, is giving them the ability to, to bring you to another level. Why? Because that goodness won't stop. That, that's why God's good and he, does, he can't stop doing good. He, he is good. So if you were good, what would you do tomorrow? You would do good. Right? Well, you are. I got good news. You're good. And by the grace of God and through that love, we can think good. We can be good. We can act good. We can say good. We can, we will always have the right answer at the right time. No matter how bad somebody's hurting, no matter what their situation is, when you bring out the goodness of God, when you bring it up through the love of God, then you have an answer for somebody. You have something to say that will make a difference. Why? Because He's good and does good and you're good and do good because you're His child. Amen? And as His children, we have the ability at all times through the knowledge of Him. And that's, you know, Paul prayed. I looked in several different cases. He prayed that our knowledge would increase. What? Of God. What? Of His goodness. How good is He? I want you, I want you to know He's more gooder than you thought He was. Amen? He, he's the bestest, betterest, goodest, and, and, and I want your knowledge to increase in that. I want you to understand it all the time. I want you, when you're a teenager and you're trying to be cool and everything, you, you, I don't want to believe this, I don't want to go to church, but you know in your heart God's good. Right. And He's standing behind you. He's saying, you know what? I'm right here. You can say everything you want. I'm good, and I'm going to do good in your life. And, and you know what? you got a parent standing right behind you saying, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. I've prayed. I've prayed to the good God. Look at the, look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. I've prayed. In the next verse it says, uh, well, actually just in the verse we said, He's abundant in kindness to all calling on thee. So we know if you call on Him, you're going to get kindness. You're going to get mercy. That word's mercy. But the reason I like it to show kindness, because so many times we think in mercy is as, as what it is, pulling us away from getting what we deserved. But it also is the kindness of God. Yeah. And yes, it does take us away from getting what we deserve. Why? Because He's kind. Right? If you're kind, you won't want, you won't want people to get what they deserve. Right? And that's hard when your flesh is watching the news and you see some of the things going on in the world today. You're like, get them what they deserve. <laughs> better be kind, right? You better be kind. We don't want what we deserve. We want kindness. Amen? And the minute we start judging, we're in danger of judgment. Amen? <clears throat> doesn't mean there aren't situations and circumstances we can judge which keeps you away from them, but you don't judge the people in the circumstance. Amen? Verse eight, uh, Verse 7. And, and, and read it like this. For, th- for the Lord, for thou, Lord, are good. In the day of my distress, I call thee. Why? Because he's good. Your knowledge of God will cause you to call on him in your lowest moment. Why? Because you know he's good. When, when you don't know he's good, you, know, you get a lot of people that, that may believe squirrely things, but in their lowest moment, Somewhere deep in their heart, somebody told them one time God was good. 
And out of that lowest moment, they, they call. But they call to a different God than they've been serving. It's the God that's good. Amen. And he answers them. You know, because people say, I wonder why he answers them. They've been serving God at all. Because he called them a good God. Yeah. Right? People say, I wonder why they got that. They're, they're heathens. Because God's good and he does good. Yeah. Same reason you got it. Same reason we're all sitting here in church today. Because God's good and he does good. You are a trophy of God's goodness. Yeah. Amen? I am a trophy of God's goodness. I, I am a picture of what He can continues to do in our lives if we'll let Him. Amen? You are that same picture. In the day of my distress, I call on Thee. Why? Because you're good. You'll answer me. And, and He's not worried about the answer. People who don't believe that God's good, they're concerned about praying and asking for something because they don't know what they'll get. You ever heard somebody say, I prayed and asked God for, for help, and the next day I got fired? And they're attributing that to God, which maybe they were in a bad job. No. If it's bad, it's not God. Amen? And, and the, that's the thing. They don't know the desire of God's heart. And, and that's a key to prayer. Look at First John. Knowing God... Is, is valuable. It's not valuable. It is important in praying. 1 John 5. Right? Because if, if you don't know He's a healer before you ask Him to heal, you're wondering if you're going to. Right? You don't find out He's a healer by getting healed. Right? That, that, that's fishing. Right? <laughs> that's fishing. And, 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 and that's not how you get things from God. Fishing is not how you do it. Right? Have you ever seen people do that? Well, I've heard God did this before. Come on, healing. Come on, healing. Come on, prosperity. I need, I gotta pay my bills. Come on. No. You need to know the good God of, 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 of prosperity and wealth. And you need to know the good God that healeth you. Amen. And then you pray and ask for the healing you know that God gave you. Amen? Look at what, what did I say, First John 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, you know what that word will means? Desire. Pleasure. According to His pleasure. According to His desire. According to what He had on His heart when He wrote this. Or had it written. Amen? So if, if we pray according to His desire, we know He hears us. Why? Because it's His desire. It's not your desire you're praying for. You're praying for His desire because you desire what He desires. But you have to have knowledge of Him in that way. Does this make sense to you guys? Because the Lord's helping us right here. If we have knowledge of God as a healer, if we say 1 Peter 2.24... It says, by whose stripes we were healed. My Father healed me. So when I ask for healing, I'm asking for something He's already provided me. Amen? And in that provision, I receive from His heart my healing. Amen? Because it's, He desires it more than you do. Amen? He desired it so much that He gave His only begotten Son that you could be healed. Amen? 
And, and, and these are the things that when, when this is the confidence we have. We can pray in confidence knowing that He desires us to have it. Why, what's the confidence? It's His will. It's His desire. It's His heart. The very heart of God is what I'm asking from. And when we're asking, we know He hears that prayer. And if we know He hears it, if we know it's His heart, whatsoever we ask, what? According to His will, according to His desire, we know we have the petitions that we desired. Why? Because we desired what He desired. Amen? And when you begin to put this together, you're asking according to the Word. Why? According to His desire. And, and we receive in that way. And, and because why? Because we had knowledge of the healer. We weren't seeking knowledge of the healer. If we were, we'd have found that knowledge and then asked for healing. But we weren't guessing and hoping he would heal us. We knew he was the healer. The, the leper that came to him, he said, what, what did he say? He said, I know you're the healer. If it's your desire for me to be healed, it'll happen. And Jesus said, it's my desire. And he was healed. Why? Because the two desires met. Amen? And glory to God. Kindness and mercy and love and all the goodness of God showed up. And he was made clean immediately. How quick were you made clean when you asked for salvation? You were the leper that he touched. You received the goodness of God in an instant, just like that leper. It is a vision of the kindness of God. And and he wasn't afraid to touch you no matter how dirty you were, no matter what you'd been through, no matter what you'd been doing, no matter who you'd acted like, no matter what. He was right there, and he said, it's my will that you be saved. And you, you said, can I be saved? I receive you as my Savior. And he said, I will. That was my desire when I gave Jesus Christ on the cross. That was my desire. Glory to God. Isn't it good to learn who your Father is? The great God who loves you, who, who, who's kind in every thought towards you. And, and He's not looking, he, He's not going to hurt you. It, what does it say in, in, first, in Jeremiah 29:11? He's got plans to prosper you, right. not to harm you. For hope, and a future. In other words, I'm going to get you through this. We're going to overcome. Why? Because I love you. And it says in my word, if you'll believe in me, you'll not perish. You'll not be destroyed. You'll not be... You'll, the, these things that they say are going to happen won't happen. The, the report from the doctor isn't final. My report is. Amen. Amen. Why? His report's good. Yes. His report's good. And it lines up with who he is. Amen? And, and if the act doesn't look like God, then it's not. Amen? He's good. He's doing good things. And if it looks like, if you, if you go in and they say, and you prayed for something good and something bad's right here, don't receive it. Cast it down. It's an evil imagination. And you say, I don't know what that is, but God's good and He does good. Amen? And that's the end of the story. And you can say, I don't understand it all. I don't have to. Why? God's good and He does good. Yeah, but you don't understand, Brother Dave, this is... I understand this. God's good and He does good. And as my foundation stays there, God's kind and He does kind. 
right? God's patient, and he does patient, right? God is good. He is love. And as we receive him and we receive the knowledge of him this way, then we always look for the right answer. We never receive these wrong answers, and we're able to discern. We, we, you know, when Paul prayed, he said, I pray that you have the spirit of wisdom, and I pray that you increase in knowledge. Why? In the knowledge of God. Look at, we'll close with this. Look at uh, a verse. Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. Thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful for his help. Thankful for his goodness. Thankful for every good thing that he put in us. Amen. You know that every good thing that he is, you are. And every good thing that he does, you have ability to do. Our actions can be totally um, given over to his will, to his desire. And if you act according to his desire, because your desire is his desire then great things are going to happen around you all the time. Not just in your life, because his desire is that your life be a light. Right? He desired that you have salvation so that you could stand on the hill and that all those that don't have salvation could see it. And what would they see? His good works. Right? Why? Because he's good. And they would see good works and glorify the Lord. Why? Because anything good in you... Is him. Even Jesus said that to the rich young ruler when he said, Good master, he said, There's only one good. Right? And of course, he was his son, he should know. Amen? Glory to God. The Lord's helping us today. He's helping me. So if you guys just get the benefit of him helping me, we're in good shape. <laughs> Ephesians three, seventeen. This is Paul praying. And he said, I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Love is every good thing that's in God. It, every, everything you could ever, this is God that is his very essence, his very character. And he says, I want you to be grounded in my character. I want you to be grounded in the knowledge of who I am and what I do. Amen? In love, because that's who he is and that's what he does. And he said, I want you to be grounded in it. Why? Because there's going to be things come at you that are going to test if you're grounded or not, because that's what the devil's going to do. He's going to throw something at you to see how grounded you are. Right? And and if you're really grounded, it may knock you this way, and it may knock you that way, but you'll be like, remember them little those little uh, weebles? Yeah, remember the weebles? They wobble, but they don't fall down. Amen? And you'll be like this and this, but you're, 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 you're grounded in the love of God. And you're saying, I don't know what that was, but God's good. I don't know what that was, but He's kind. I don't know what that was, but I'm full of His grace. I don't, you know, amen. And He's helping us because we're rooted and grounded in His goodness. When you're rooted in that goodness, in that foundation that He's good and He's only doing good. And there's not another word for good. Look at, you look it up in the Strong's Concordance. Every word listed underneath good is good. It, it's beautiful. It's bountiful. It's sweet. It's prosper. It's welfare. It's wealth. It's, every word under there is good. There's not one bad word in the whole definition. That's God. 
In the definition of God, there's not one bad word that would define Him. Only good words would define Him. Amen? That you may be, that you may dwell, that, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to what? Comprehend. What? That you'll not only know, but you'll comprehend this love. You'll comprehend how great it is, how wide, how deep, how, all those other words. Yeah. Length, height. You'll, you'll, you'll comprehend this. What's he saying? Comprehend what you can't comprehend. How do you do that? He's good. And he does good. That's all you got to do to comprehend it. You know, people say, oh, you can't comprehend the love of God. Yes, you can. He's good, and he does good. Anything else you need to know will fall under that. Why? Because you just comprehended it. And that's how we comprehend it. It says, it says that you'll comprehend with all the saints, the, the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know, and to know, and to know, and to have knowledge of, and to be intimately acquainted with. The love of God. Amen? Amen? In other words, it's not just something I know, it's something I am. He's made me righteous. He's made me worthy. He's made me, through His grace, love. I am love because God is love. And when I act like who I am in Christ, I change the world around me. I change my situation and I change the situation around me. No matter where I'm at, I'm light in the darkness. And light has never been defeated by darkness, and it never will. It never will. You could go in the darkest room that had zero light, and if you just held up a pinhead that had a pinhead of light on it, it would overcome the darkness within there. You would see that light. And God's put that in us. That ability. What a great ability. And that's what he says. He said, I want you to to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. How do you do that? He's good and he does good. That's how you know the love that surpasses knowledge. In other words, I know something that's smarter than anything you can say. Right? God's love. He's good. He's got a good answer. He's doing good things. You're going to come out of this. Why? Because God's good. And, And when you know that, when you know that love, when you're acquainted with it, when, you, when it's part of who you are, then it passes knowledge. And it, in other words, it passes this world's knowledge. No matter what they can come up with, it passes religious tradition. Amen? You know, think, think about this. When, when the Pharisees, they didn't want to give uh, to their parents anymore. So they said, well, let's just say it's God's. Right? And then we don't have to do it anymore. Right? And it it looks good. Exactly. It looks good. It's not good. It looks good. It's a candy bar. (laughs) Amen? It looks good and it tastes good, but it's going to leave you really soon. Amen? It's not good. Good is eternal. Good is everlasting. Good never quits. Good never gives up. Good is always patient. Good is always kind. Good is always God. Amen? Glory to God. Where did I stop? Oh, there we go. That passes knowledge that we might be filled with all the fullness of love. God is love, right? So when you're filled with the fullness of Him, you're filled with the fullness of love. You're filled with the fullness of good. 
And when, when our knowledge of this love and our knowledge of the character of God increases, then every time something comes at us that's contrary to that knowledge, we won't receive it. But we'll always see the good. We'll always see the way out. We'll always see the encouragement. We'll always see the patience, the kindness, the mercy. We'll always see the worthiness that he's given us and made us to be. We'll always see what we can be around us. Amen? We are that light. We are that city on a hill that can't be hidden when we act like this. When we believe things that aren't true, that light dims. Why? Because people can't come to that. Right? Why? They're coming to a good God that does good things. And we need to be that light. We need to be that person that says God's good. And they say, yeah, but he caused this and this. No, he didn't. Come here. It wasn't him, baby. Come here. It wasn't him. Let, 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 me, let me explain to you. And they say, yeah, explain why it happened. No, I'm not going to explain why it happened. I'm going to explain to you that God's good and he does good. Right? We don't, need to, we don't need an explanation for every bad thing that happens in the world. You know why? Because God's not in control of the world. If he were in control of the world, there wouldn't be bad things happening. Like Brother Moore said, there's no bad things happening in heaven. He's in control there. Right? So we don't need to explain every bad thing. We just need to walk around and be the light that we are. And receive of His goodness. If you're in here today and you've not received healing, it's His desire for you to have it. You don't have to question whether He wants it for you. It's His desire. He went to every length that could be gone to to heal you. Receive it. Receive it. If you've not known Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, before you leave here today, make Him your Savior. It's His desire. You say, ah, you don't know how bad I've been. He doesn't care. He just loves you and died for you. And better yet, He lives for you. Receive what He has. Whatever you're lacking in your life today, goodness has it. Love has it. God has it. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You guys got a song up there?